Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer, the sweet corn grower over here in Warren County, New Jersey, on Cat Swamp Road. And hopefully the sound of my voice has everything going well for you in your life, and it's a blessed day, right? Because, you know, each day we have in life is a gift from God. So we, no matter what happens, we have to really, truly, truly take take the time to keep reminding ourselves of that. And I know that I have to, and anybody who's living in the real world has to do that. But we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, Eastern time, right, on Rural Radio channel 147 on Sirius XM. And then there's an encore of the same episode on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I don't understand why everything is always Eastern, but it is. Hey, it is what it is. I didn't make the rules. And it's an encore of that episode. But if you miss it, as we say in New Jersey, no worries, all right? So I'm going to teach you, maybe next week, I'm going to start to teach you guys how to talk New Jersey, right? So say say, say right now, no worries. You could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com. And one week after this show airs on Rural Radio, it will be listed as a podcast. And it's not only on my website, but almost every podcast major podcast hosting site there is out there from what i could glean all right and i always say if there's a site that you listen to podcasts on and i'm not on there you just let me know and we'll do our best my my web guru susan moore down in georgia she uh, will take care of that and do what we got to do but first of all and most importantly I need to give a shout out because I was blessed with another pin in my map. And the pin is from New Bloomfield, Pennsylvania, which I looked when I put the pin in my map. It's not too far from Harrisburg, seems to be north and west of Harrisburg. And I go through that area quite a bit, not New Bloomfield, but my wife is a school teacher in Bloomfield, New Jersey. We never knew that there was a New Bloomfield. And I know there's a Bloomfield in Iowa because I've gone through it on Route 2 down in southern Iowa heading out west but that is thomas and mary adams and they they reached out to me and they uh, they are dairy farmers and they're milking about i shouldn't say about 125 cows in a 1973 version of a rotary parlor so that must have been the cat's meow back then in 1973 to have a rotary parlor out in that neck of the woods that is fantastic and they're mostly uh black and white holsteins and they have some red and white holsteins and then a few guernseys for butterfat and they listen to the show on rural radio when they're doing their milking chores and so the cows are listening too and i love milk so that's fantastic and i think you got some hot rod cows there so thank you so much thomas and mary adams for a pin in my map and that also means that you are going to be in the in the in the contest right to win a hot rod farmer license plate so i wish you the best of luck with that you know and let me take that back not that I'm not taking that back, but you know, as a Christian, we don't believe in luck. So I just wish you the best with that. All right. So my hope is that you do win because the Bible doesn't say anything about luck or wishes. The Bible talks about hope, our hope in God. All right. But now we have two winners that we have to announce this week. 
And that's Mr. Ben Hushin from Bel Air, Maryland, who happens to me be my agronomist. So maybe I'm kicking, kissing up there, right? Ah, I can't be kissing up because it's a it's a random drawer out of a box. So Ben, please reach out to me, even though I have your address, right? Because I send you a check there, but you need to reach out to me and tell me where you want me to send your hot rod farmer license plate. And he's from Bel Air, Maryland, from the mill. And if you happen to watch Rural Radio, not Rural Radio, watch Rural Radio, RFD TV, Ben is on there every week on RFD TV. I think it's Tuesdays or Wednesday morning. He gives an East Coast report during the market day report during the market day report and then there's mr robert creel from helena alabama not helena montana but helena alabama so mr creel and mr hushin please reach out to me at hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and let me know where you want me to mail those license plates and if you are not in the contest all you need to do the best thing to do is go to my website at farmmachinerydigest.com and fill out that form and then i will have everything to give you a pin in the map and to get you into that contest right so it's very important you gotta get that hot rod farmer license plate even if you just hang it in the farm shop and uh, let me see what else i want to tell you oh my crop is all over the place but i'm blessed to have it because a lot of people do not have a crop at all but some of it looks gorgeous some of it looks okay some of it let's not talk about because it got flooded out but that is 100% fine. And, uh, but my last plantings, my last five plantings, which is along the highway field, you know, boy, I looked like I was drunk when I planted those because I couldn't see my road markers because all the, uh, all the residue from the, the cover crop, because the cover crop got to be like almost six feet tall, and I mowed it down, and I couldn't see my road markers. So I can't wait for that thing to go into canopy to hide my crookedness. But, you know, hey, it's summertime, and the corn is growing. It's probably in rapid heat, rapid growth stage right now as I'm recording this, but it's also air conditioning season. So what I'm going to do is when we come back from the break, I'm going to be going over some AC service tips or diagnostic tips right probably more diagnostic tips than service tips so and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability Court TV is now on Sirius XM. Hear live gavel-to-gavel coverage, in-depth legal reporting, and expert analysis of the nation's most important and compelling trials, historic live oral arguments from the United States Supreme Court, and relive the trial of the century with OJ25, with new episodes every Sunday night, as well as your favorite Court TV mystery shows, like the first 48, Corrupt Crimes, and Forensic Files. Court TV, your front row seat to justice, online at Channel 793. Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we've recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now. Current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. 
At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV now. Hi, everybody. This is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's American Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer, and I'm going to talk about some air conditioner diagnostic procedures or tips, and um, I'll give you some clues on how to diagnose an AC system, obviously just giving you a direction to look. But before I do that, I wanted, I've been meaning to say this for quite some time, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be very short with it, but please, 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 do not it's summertime and i know it's very very common for passengers in cars specifically females no disrespect whatsoever i said this once on social media and i got lambasted for being a i don't know what i was what i was but there's a lot of women that like to ride as passengers females younger whatever they are age they are and put their feet up on the dashboard in the summertime and that is a no-no with a vehicle with airbags, and especially when the crops are tall in the field and there's crossroads, uh, well, any time of year, it's a no-no because that airbag deploys, it will rip that person's legs right off, male or female. So that airbag deploys with an explosive charge at very high rapid speed and force, and there is, you could, if you don't believe me, you could look it up, is that, with airbags in a vehicle, you do not ever want to have anybody ride in the car or the truck with their feet up on the dashboard. You cannot anticipate when you're going to get into an accident, so you can't anticipate when that airbag is going to go off. And sadly, there's been a lot of people, young people, that have been crippled or worse and even have passed away from complications because it'll bust your legs right off. Best case scenario, it breaks them. Uh, Worst case scenario is that you end up dying and probably very close to that is it rips your legs right off and you're in a wheelchair. So please, please, no feet on the dashboard any time of year, but the summer is ripe for that. And I've been meaning to tell you that, please do not allow anyone to do that. All right, so let's talk about AC. Now, the thing is that the first thing that I want to bring up is that it's very important for the AC system on all of your all of your machinery. Let's just call it machinery, whether it's farm equipment or road vehicles, needs to be serviced, and most people do not service it. And what the servicing basically is is that uh, you need to change the refrigerant. You need to remove all the refrigerant. You need a special machine for this called an air conditioner charging and recovery station you de- you take all of the old refrigerant out <clears throat> you then pull a vacuum on the system 
And then after you pull, after you pull a vacuum on the system, what you end up doing is uh, <clears throat> you recharge it with the proper amount of refrigerant. And I'm using the word refrigerant because it is not Freon. Freon was a brand name back when it was R12. There's all different types of refrigerants. If you have older equipment, it's still R12, but it is not Freon. It'd be like saying Kleenex as a tissue, all right? Or a four-wheel drive vehicle as a Jeep. Now, the reason why you need to do that is you need to get all the moisture out of the system because the moisture will end up mixing with the refrigerant and create an acid and destroy the whole air conditioning system, thousands and thousands of dollars. But what I do want to tell you is that if you're going to have someone do this because you don't have the equipment, which is fine if you don't have the equipment, ask them how long they pull a vacuum or on the system. And the thing is that it is imperative <clears throat> that the vacuum is pulled down to 30 inches of mercury. And then once it gets to 30 inches of mercury, that is maintained for at least 30 minutes. So think 30 and 30. <clears throat> Excuse me, 30 and 30. Very important. Because what happens is that why are you pulling a vacuum? Because water, the moisture in the system, will boil at, will boil at 54 degrees Fahrenheit in a 30-inch vacuum. So the purpose is for you to, to boil the moisture out, take it from a liquid to a phase, phase change to a gas, and have the vacuum suck it out. So if you do not do it for at least 30, get it down to 30 inches and maintain it for 30 minutes, then you are not do, you're doing a Mickey Mouse job. All right, it's like like planting seed and not having it get covered. All right, so it's important for you to ask the person, well, how long do you pull a vacuum for? And you can ask it in a gingerly way, right? And depending upon how much moisture is in the system and how large the system is. So if you have an RV or you have a bus versus a pickup truck that the system has more capacity, more tubes, more length to it, it's going to take longer to pull it down. And then if it has, if it's laden with a lot of moisture, it's going to take longer to pull it down. So you could have a, a Corvette with a very small air conditioning system on it because there's not much not, not much interior space. And if it's loaded with a lot of, a lot of moisture, it's going to take longer to pull down. So it's 30, once it gets to 30 inches, that's when the clock starts and it has to be 30 minutes. It could be longer, it could be two hours. <clears throat> that's fine, but it has to be at least 30 minutes. And if somebody puts on there for five or 10 minutes, forget about it, you're wasting your money, all right? It's not, not, not good. All right, so now let's talk about some quick diagnostic tips for air conditioning. When we're talking about air conditioning, obviously, the diagnostic tips are based upon you not having a cold discharge, right? Because that's what the whole thing is, like a refrigerator. That it's, 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 you're, you're, it's all based upon whether the discharge temperature, duct temperature is cold or not. That's going to be the catalyst, the impetus for you to, to look at it and say that there's something wrong. Now, there's two main components in the air conditioning system that are that are key to airflow. So obviously there's more components than that, but we have the evaporator and we have the compressor, all right? Not the compressor, evaporator and the condenser, excuse me, all right? So the evaporator is underneath the dashboard someplace, all right, it's in the passenger compartment, whether it's a combine or a pickup truck, a combine or a Cadillac, and that its job is to absorb the interior heat, the heat from the interior. And it works on the latent heat of vaporization. And then in front of the piece of machinery, 
all right, in, in what they call the airstream, is what is called the condenser. And that dissipates heat. So the evaporator's job is to absorb heat, and the air condenser's job is to dissipate the heat into the atmosphere. <clears throat> and that works on the latent heat of condensation. Now, people are familiar with the latent heat of vaporization, but not the latent heat of condensation. <clears throat> And what the latent heat of vaporization does, which is how a carburetor works, right, takes a liquid and turns it to a gas. And the latent heat of condensation takes a gas and turns it into a liquid. So the very, very important. Now, the thing that I want you to want to stress here is that both the evaporator and the condenser will only work properly when they have sufficient airflow if they do not have sufficient airflow. So if you do not have sufficient airflow across the evaporator that's inside the vehicle, inside the piece of equipment, because there's a a, uh, <clears throat> a a filter that's plugged, a lot of them have a cabin air filter, or the fan speed is is too slow because the, the motor is going bad or has a bad ground or there's a mouse nest in there or what have you, then you're not going to get good heat absorption from the in, in, in through the evaporator right likewise with the condenser if you have an electric cooling fan and you have the air conditioner doesn't blow hot blows hot or blows warm when you're standing still and once you get a road speed up on a road vehicle then that's usually indicating that the cooling fan is not working very hard for you to determine that on a on a piece of farm equipment because you're never going to get enough road speed or vehicle speed. ground speed is the best word for me to use to get a sufficient amount of airflow across that condenser so it's going to be so its performance is going to be predicated upon either the engine fan or an electric fan that is there so these are so keep that in mind it's not always that it's low on refrigerant all right which is possible all right but that you have to have good airflow across the evaporator and the condenser all right so that's the next thing <clears throat> so another potential problem that you would have is water dripping in the passenger compartment if water is dripping in the passenger compartment then that means that the that the the drain hole from the from the evaporator is plugged all right so it's taking the heat out it's sweating from the passive evaporator passenger compartment evaporating the heat off your body right all right and if the so if you have water dripping on the, in the passenger compartment combine or cadillac all right i'll use that it means that evaporator drain is plugged all right so now let's say that you have a system that is constantly losing refrigerant all right so i'll i call that a phantom leak there's nothing very obvious you could go around with a leak detector a halogen leak detector we go tick 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 like a like a gaga counter and you can't really find anything historically that is because the hoses the high pressure specifically the high pressure line high pressure and low pressure but specifically the high pressure line has become porous from heat cycles or from engine oil leakage or what have you on it and when the pressure in the system gets to be a certain amount it starts to push through the hose itself and it could also be an o-ring but historically an o-ring is going to leak at low pressure or high pressure but it's not impossible now keep in mind that every compressor ac compressor has a shaft seal because it's got a crankshaft in whether it's a rotary 
compressor or a piston compressor or an axial compressor, there's a shaft seal. And that shaft seal has the ability to leak refrigerant also. And that shaft seal is replaceable. You don't need to buy a whole compressor for that. If you determine that's the shaft seal that's leaking, you have to pull the clutch off and you could put that seal in based upon where the compressor is located it may not be that easy to do you may have to pull a compressor off but usually a phantom leak is a porous radiator hose now keep in mind also that the condenser all right the latent heat of condensation is usually in the front of the vehicle front of the piece of equipment and that could get a leak also because you could get a pinhole in it it could get something you could get debris in it but we're talking about a leak a pinhole lots of times on a road vehicle you hit a bird and believe it or not the beak actually pops a hole in it so keep that keep that in mind all right if you have a system that works beautifully then you, you start to run it and over time it starts to duct temperature starts to increase he said boy it's not blowing that cold anymore you kick the fan up and the airflow volume starts to decrease all right but it worked fine five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago that's usually the evaporator is freezing up all right so it's getting and if you were to open the hood or look at the lines you'd see that they're solid with ice even though the evaporator is not there so what that usually is indicative of of low refrigerant or an airflow problem airflow across the evaporator or airflow across the condenser or the orifice tube or thermal extension expansion valve with which which meters the refrigerant into the evaporator most new systems have a orifice tube others years ago had it had an expansion valve it has a problem is being plugged but historically it's an airflow or a low refrigerant problem so it starts off nice and cold you're riding and all of a sudden it starts to to get warmer and the key is that the airflow volume the cfm drops off all right that the evaporator is, is freezing up all right the next thing that if you have a compressor that's cycling on and off very quick you put the air conditioner on here compressor click 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 every couple of seconds the compressor is cycling on and off very quickly that historically that is low refrigerant now keep in mind that every system will have and will leak some over time and it is very important for you to every three to five years to fully service the air conditioner even the performance even if the performance is acceptable because you want to get that moisture out of it because the moisture will eat the desiccant bag it'll eat the compressor it'll eat everything if it eats the desiccant bag which absorbs moisture it's like that little granular stuff you see in electronics looks like salt it'll put it through the whole system and it will basically grenade the whole system so just like you change your hydraulic oil you change your motor oil you brush your teeth you wash out your sprayer an air conditioner system on any type of machinery needs to be serviced this is sean haney every weekday afternoon we keep the discussion going on rural radio 147 beginning with agritalk with chip flory at 2 eastern then at 3 eastern join brian and darren hefty for ag phd radio followed by shark farmer radio with rob sharkey at four Then it's time to get real and get connected with me on Real Ag Radio at 4.30 Eastern. It's a full afternoon of tips and tricks to boost yields and keep you informed starting at 2 p.m. Eastern weekdays on Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. Bring Rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. 
Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's most important network, RFDTV Now. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Kinder Outdoors, Saturday morning at 9, right here on Rural Radio, Channel 147. It's so important that we pass our beloved heritage, hunting, fishing, to shooting sports, on to the next generation. Take a kid, a grandkid, a neighbor kid to the fishing hole, on a duck hunt or a deer hunt, and send us a picture for the bragging board. We want to highlight them for taking a big step outside. It all starts at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Hey, I'm really proud of our cast of professionals that we lean on at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. Doesn't matter if you fish, hunt, shoot, we visit with the very top pros in the business. At Kinder Outdoors, make plans to join us around our campfire. This and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Channel 147. I'm Chase Hydebrader from Fort Branch, Indiana, and I listen to Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I just want to touch on one thing before we, before you guys meet me in the farm shop, and we're going to be talking about oil stokes. You say, what does oil stokes? Well, give me about 40 seconds and you'll learn what that is. But, you know, I use the term latent, latent heat of vaporization, latent heat of condensation. And in, in physics, the term latent, when referring to heat, means unseen. So it's invisible heat. All right, so when you hear the latent heat of vaporization, that means it's unseen heat. It's not like you're going there with a blowtorch. All right, so just keep that in mind. It's unseen heat. So the term latent means nothing more than that. But before we get and you meet me in the farm shop, we get over to the farm shop, we got to have Tex Rubino with some Ripsaw Records, and he's the hot rod man. He's going to sing for us. Come on in, Tex, buddy. All righty, thank you so much. So now we're in the farm shop, right? Meet me in the farm shop, and we're going to talk about oil centistokes, and that's C-E-N-T-I-S-T-O-K-E-S. It's one word, centistokes, compound word. The viscosity rating and SAE standard that motor oil meets do not tell the entire story. The numerical rating, for example, 10W30, defines the oil's performance at two temperatures, 0 degrees Fahrenheit and 210 degrees Fahrenheit, with the W standing for winter. It does not mean weight, it means winter. The letters such as CK define the specifications the oil meets, determined by the requirements of the engine manufacturer working in conjunction with the API, American Petroleum Institute. But none of these reveals the oil's surface tension <clears throat> or the ability to move through the engine. <clears throat> that is measured in centistokes for centimeters per second. So centistokes means centimeters per second. The legal centistokes range for 10W30 oil is 9.30 to 12.49, a 35% difference in surface tension. 
The lower the center stokes, the easier the oil moves through the engine. For this reason, you will find some brands build oil pressure sooner, even though the rating on the jug is the same. You get what you pay for when it comes to oil. So that's very, very, very important. You go to the store, you go to the parts house, whatever it is, you say, here's 1030 CK rating, whatever it SF rating, whatever it may be. And you say, that's all fine, but it's the center stokes. It's the amount of surface tension. So there's a big difference, and you get what you pay for in oil. So if you have less surface tension, that oil is going to move through an engine quicker and easier and get to all the parts sooner. Very, very important, and have less of a parasitic loss. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and catch you next week. Be safe and stay cool. Bye-bye. Making the best better a world away. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Lee Maddox. It's culture shock for them as well as for us. An amazing opportunity for the Tennessee 4-H program as a small delegation is in Botswana, Africa this week, helping teach and show young kids there how the program is universal in its service to others. Collegiate 4-H members Carlin Cochran of Hickman County and a student at UT Martin and Laura Grace Jenkins of Hawkins County, a student at UT Knoxville, both on their first trip outside of the United States. It's so nice to be here and be able to give back um, to our Tennessee 4-H program because hopefully we can establish that relationship and have that collaborative program, but also to these children in Africa, um, it's been really awesome to get to know them and uh, work with them a little bit so uh, yeah it is very you know satisfying to feel like you are helping people we are learning from each other and i know that i'm learning from them these are like the most awesome kids on the planet and i think i can officially say that because we're like on the other side of the world so um, it's been incredible. Tennessee 4-H is partnering with the Dream Academy, a nonprofit organization based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and founded by Boswana native Keeley Colley and his wife, Cot, who was once a 4-H'er from Sumner County. It allows these kids to really practice, you know, what they're, what they're a part of. Most importantly for me, it is also good as an opportunity uh, to give back to the country that I was born in, although I emigrated from that, this country at a very young age, living, living in the United Kingdom for a good 20-something years, and then now living in the United States for the last 18 years. An amazing opportunity for Tennessee 4-H helping to teach underprivileged children in Botswana, Africa. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Lee Maddox.